0: So far so good. So far so good. We made it to Thursday. The sun is shining. but I don't know about you, we have had here in the Midwest, at least in St. Louis area, beautiful days. Yesterday it was uh, like 82 for a high and no humidity. Day before that, I think it barely made 80. And, oh, it's gorgeous, but we're going to pay for it. This weekend is supposed to start getting steamy and hot next week we're looking at the 90s with humidity coming back so there you go hi everybody this is Bob bro welcome to the best old-time radio podcast for Thursday and this is August the 5th already 2021 good morning Chester Uh, I have to remind everybody we record this pretty early in the morning it's about 5 30 here in our studio, and Chester's over there on the board making sure everything is going to be right. He's also made the coffee and some snacks. We always have a few people come in and listen to the show, and everybody's over in their big comfortable chairs. Morning, everybody. Morning, yeah. And so we're uh, we're all set to go. So what you need to do... Oh, by the way, on Thursdays we play a Western. Did I not mention that? Every Thursday, we play a western, and we've got a good one lined up today. So it's time for you to get over in that big, easy chair of yours. Get your feet up, get yourself a little snack, or some, little maybe something to drink, and just let the cares of the day drift away. Because coming up in just a minute is this week's classic, classic old-time radio western.
1: That's it all, all, all together, together.
0: we have coming up now is an episode of Frontier Gentlemen. It was originally heard back on the 10th of August in 1958. It's entitled The Catman, and it's a fun episode. I think you enjoy it. If you're in the mood for a good laugh, I th- you're going to like this one. If you're kind of in a serious mood, it may, may seem a little silly and over the top, which it probably is. But uh, Anthony Ellis, the writer and director and producer of Frontier Gentlemen, did quite a few of these scripts and sometimes I find them really a welcome relief and a, a good, uh, you know very funny show to listen to other times I think, oh man, he was really stretching it, but anyway, you, you decide on this one. This one features of course John Daner as um, J.B. Kendall it also features uh, Martha Wentworth Charlotte uh, Lawrence Joseph Kearns, Barney Phillips and Harry Bartell The writer of this uh, episode was uh, Tom Hanley, our sound man. And he wrote uh, one or two episodes of different shows. I know he did a Gunsmoke, as I recall. And he did this episode of Frontier Gentlemen. Anyway, I think you're going to get a kick out of this one. Here it comes. It's called The Cat Man. I left Cheyenne
2: without my luggage and in company with a wild Irishman and his even wilder cargo of freight.
3: (laughs) Funtier, gentlemen. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colourful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman.
2: Had been good to me. And when I decided to leave, I informed the people at my hotel, packed my little bag of belongings, and dropped by Carrie Chase's office to thank him for his kindnesses. From there, I went to the stage station and made arrangements for my departure. Having several hours' wait, I took a last turn around the town. I thought I had visited all of the saloons in search of people and stories from my column in the London Times. I was wrong. I had missed Dan's bloody bucket a scant four blocks from the center of town. I shall never forget Dan, nor his bloody bucket. Oh,
1: so you want to play Jersey, do you? All right then, Mr.
2: Dan. The man shouting was small, wearing a derby hat pulled low over shaggy eyebrows. He was holding a gigantic cat in his left arm, while with his right hand he was tugging a length of chain from beneath the folds of a swallowtail coat. He was facing a great brute of a man who was waving a broken whiskey bottle at him. Behind him, out of sight, another man was approaching with pistol butt raised. The odds against the little man were more than I could stand. Look out behind you! Oh,
4: dear! you
1: save us! A saint has arrived! Oh, no, you don't blight her! Hey,
0: you want to get in the stranger?
1: The troops has arrived, you shilly shally bucky buck!
2: Man seems to need a friend. You better move on, or what's going to happen to him will happen to you.
1: Oh, the devil the cat, the princess! She's jumped out of me arms! Grab her, saint.
4: Oh, No,
2: you won't! Oh, <laughs> no. You shouldn't have done that. Uh,
4: grab him! Gee, grab the string. I'll get him. Oh, i
1: him it. right now. Ah, oh, oh, you've done it, Saint. You've done it. Now grab the cat. I'll swing me chain over these two. Grab her! What? The princess, the cat. Grab her, lad. Oh,
0: who?
2: who, who She's going by, Clabberhead. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here you go, princess. Ah! I, uh, she's not friendly. <laughs> all right, all right. Here now,
1: here now, cat princess. Throttle now and make friends later. Oh, stop it, I say, stop it. I've got her. I've got her. Now let's get out of here. They're beginning to come around. Run, run. Where, where should we run? Out the door to the wagon. They won't never come near me chain. Now watch the cat. Don't let her get away. Now run. It's straight on with you. Now, the cat. The cat into the box. Hurry, hurry, uh, hurry.
0: No. There you go, lovey.
1: you oh, come on, you high-roaring up tail. Hey, oh, you, oh. how you.
2: It's Dan. He's shooting.
1: It's never again you see me down at the bloody bucket. Never. And the same to all of you. Thunder corruption.
2: Drove at a most fantastic rate of speed. I sat in silence atop the wagon seat, holding my hat down with one hand while the other clutched the side for support. Our exit was punctuated by the princess hurling herself at my bottom side in magnificent rages, and I was thankful for the barrier of wood between us. In the bed of the wagon were numerous large crates full of cats of all sizes and colors. There seemed to be no one in pursuit, and after some minutes, the little man slowed the wagon, and without looking at me, he painfully lit a pipe. I presumed we were now somewhere in the barren area between Wyoming Territory and the Dakotas.
1: Ah, perils. Perils of the trade, my boy. I would say. Ah, you've done a grand thing, lad. The princess there is the start of a whole new race, she is. I had to have her.
2: What? You mean the, the princess belonged to Dan?
1: <laughs> and what did you think, huh? Then, Then I help you steal the cat? Oh, touch, touch. You merely laid Dan a blow. He'll not be forgetting. But you, you said grab the cat. I thought she belonged to you. Hey, don't let the technicalities bother you. It is a proper thing
2: you've done. Uh, I, I don't understand.
1: I, I supplied Cheyenne with her cats in the first place and... I reserve the right to have access, as it were, to uh, to their
2: progeny. I see. And if Dan pursues us, then what?
1: Well, if me luck holds, he won't find us. And if it doesn't? Never bother trouble, me lad. Look at me lad. Yes? You have a bit of England in you. Why, yes, as a matter of fact. Ah, oh, me worst fears. What did you say your name was? I didn't. It, it's Kendall. J.B. Kendall. Ah, uh, and I thought the saints had smiled. My name is Kerrigan, Shane Kerrigan. And you might as well have it straight out. I'm an Irishman. Uh, what's your business, Kendall? I write
2: stories concerning the West for the London
1: Times. Oh, it is a good town, London. I was there once when I was a mere boy. Good, good, good town. Too bad
2: it's so full of the English. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kerrigan... I'd be indebted to you if you'd tell me something about yourself for my readers. Oh, oh wait a minute.
1: Will you stop your pussy pussycats? <clears throat> it was on a bright summer morning when the birds sweetly sang on each bough that I first saw me Kathleen Mavornian as she sat a-milking her cow. Ah,
2: there. It's a miracle.
1: Now, Kendall, uh, uh, what uh, was it you wanted to know about
2: Yes, this cat business of yours. I was going to ask, how does it work?
1: Oh, very simple. I'm on my way to save Deadwood at this
2: time. Save Deadwood?
1: I have 62 cats, 62 furry creatures in the proper positions, and the town will be rid of its varmints in a matter of
2: hours. And you intend to sell your cats? That I do, at
1: $10
2: a head. $10? People pay $10 for them?
1: Now, where have you been, Mr. Candid? Do you not know that civilization rises or falls according to the number of cats in the towns and villages?
2: But I just never thought of it. <laughs>
1: and the great plague in
2: Europe was due to the shortage of cats. I suppose you're right. Of course I am. Well, when you get to Deadwood, just how do you plan to go about the uh, the sale of your cats?
1: Uh, I, uh, I have a staunch friend there, dear, dear Margaret. I shall make me headquarters with this lovely lady, and soon the word will spread that I have arrived with me cats.
2: And will this uh, this lady appreciate your coming in with all this, this baggage?
1: Uh, it'll take a bit of doing, me boy, I don't deny that. But Miss Margaret has had an eye for Chain Carrigan these many years. Before it is done, she'll embrace me and
2: me cats. Yeah. Well, I'd rather like to ride along, if you don't mind. Oh, tis welcome you are.
1: Hey, up there, little one. You've rested
2: long
4: enough.
2: You? Huh. Your horse. She seems to love her
1: work. <laughs> that she does. Oh, twas on a bright summer morning. Oh, and the birds sweetly sang in each bow that I first saw MacArthur in my. Uh-oh. That'll be Dan, the tenacious one. Hiya, girl. Higher. Uh. We'll give him a run for his dust.
2: I turned in my seat, and sure enough, it was Dan on horseback, accompanied by another rider. Mr. Kerrigan clamped his jaw on his pipe, leaned forward, and the wagon flew across the rocky ground.
1: Is he there, Kendall? Can you still see the Hayden? Yes! He's closer! Chain! You might as well stop! Stop! are you daft? I wouldn't stop with the devil himself. Get along there! Hurry up.
2: Then it happened a rock. Half as big as the horse. Loomed up in the road. Jane Kerrigan couldn't miss it. Look out! We're going to hit it, sir!
5: Dan, do you ever see so
2: many cats in the air at one time? There's only one
4: cat I'm looking for. Oh,
5: me
1: heart, I've had it this time. Me heart can't take no
2: more. Are you... Are you all right, Mr. Kerrigan? Oh,
1: no, I'm dead and dying. The wagon's across my leg.
2: I came for uh, my cat, you old goat. Where is she? Kendall,
1: how's me horse and
2: cat? The horse... horse is all right, but the crates are broken and the cats are scattering.
1: Are you listening to me? I want that cat. She was the best mouser in Cheyenne.
2: Now you see here. See here, Dan, whatever your name is. Can't you see this old gentleman is hurt? Now give me a hand. We'll get the wagon off him. You ought to do it, Dan. Your cat ain't worth killing, old fella. I ain't helping nothing.
1: It's a cat I come for and I'm going to get.
2: And I say you're going to help me. Here.
1: No, no, kid. Uh, Let let him go. It's me dying wish she take the cat. Dan! Dan, you can see they've all scattered to the winds. Find yours and take her. I'm going to do just that. Come on, Jake. Let's find him before she gets lost. Uh, Wait. I'll need help moving this man. No, 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 no. Are you daft? What about the princess?
2: The wagon box is still closed. Oh, good, good. What about you?
1: Uh, The kind of help I need the likes of them can't give. Now, come on. Give me a hand here.
2: All right, I'll try. Now, when I lift it... You try to pull yourself out. Oh, yes, yes. Sir. Now, Abby. Oh, How you
4: doing?
1: Go oh, down There. Oh. oh, Kendall, she's bent. Oh, my leg is bad. Yes, yeah.
2: Let me help you. Oh,
1: may I be forgiven an Englishman keeping me? It is more important to get the cats back. No, break out the tripe and liver. They can smell it for miles. Then whilst they're coming in, we can make our repairs and be off for dead wood. <laughs>
2: It was true. The tripe and liver could be smelled upwind, downwind, probably in Deadwood itself. The cats came streaming in. And with each group, I expected to see Dan and his friend, but we had seen the last of them. Mr. Kerrigan was considerably lamed by the accident, but managed to move about amazingly well. I made all the necessary repairs to the wagon and the crates, and by morning we were underway. We finally arrived at Deadwood, which had the look of all boom towns, a long, narrow street with wooden frame structures along the sides. The dwelling of Miss Margaret turned out to be a large saloon with upstairs lodging quarters. It was called simply Maggie's Place. You're certain this is it, Mr. Kerrigan? Oh,
1: Oh. Aye, this is it. You go tell Miss Margaret, Chain Kerrigan is sick and wounded and needs lodging. All right. Lively with you now. Uh.
6: Dear mister Can I help you?
2: Why Yes I believe you can
6: I think I'd like to My name's Charlie Have I seen you here before?
2: No I don't believe so I'm looking for Miss Margaret
4: Miss Margaret sure you are.
6: Hey, Maggie. Yeah? There's a fella here who wants to see you. Well, send him over. Don't forget me. Charlene. Mr. Mr.
2: Uh, Kendall.
6: Kendall. Yes. Uh, that's Maggie over there. The big fat one at the end of the bar. I'll be around if you want to buy me a drink later on.
2: All right, Charlene, thank you.
5: Max, you can change to the bad whiskey now. Nobody will know the difference. Well, hello, stranger. What can I do for you?
2: I'm looking for a lodging. Not for... a chance, not
5: a chance. We've been full up for weeks. Ain't you heard about the strike at Gold Run Gulch?
2: And no, I just arrived. No, this was for a friend of mine. He's outside. You know him, Mr. Chain Kerrigan? Chain?
5: Well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Charlene! Fix yeah. up the good room for a friend of mine and hurry it up.
2: Maggie almost cried at the sight of Chain cradled in my arms as I carried him up to the room prepared for him. There, lying back on the bed, he lifted a hand feebly toward me.
1: Oh, Kendall, good lad, would you be about bringing up me uh, me luggage? Oh, the poor, poor man. You mean you want all... Uh, yes, 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 all of them. And, and, and don't forget the, the, the rations. It's most important, lad. Now go.
5: Oh, why do you bother the poor, ailing man with the trivialities now? Bring up his baggage, as he says... There's a back way, and it won't bother no one. Oh, Margaret, come to me, Sigh. Yes, yes, love. Now, what is it? Are you sure I'm not imposing on you? Well, now, what kind of a woman do you take me for? Oh, oh, Margaret,
1: darling. It's worth the whole trip and trouble and the accident to my leg just to get back and and look
2: into your
5: eyes. Go to sleep, sweetheart. And you can have your friend Kendall right here with you.
2: Oh, no. I I mean... uh... It'll be rather crowded here. I can find a place.
5: How can it be crowded? Two men in a big room like this? Well,
2: maybe not. I just hate to... uh...
5: That's the end of it right now. I'll have another bed set in for you.
2: (sighs) Thank you. That's very nice of you. Look at him, Mr. Kendall.
5: Poor man has fallen asleep. And we stand here, John, in front of him. Come on, come away. Oh, uh, before you go, darling... Uh, would you be sending up four fingers of your
1: best whiskey uh, for my leg?
5: well of course I'll have Charlene bring it right away you can see Mr. Kendall nobody understands chain Kerrigan like I do I guess he's told you hasn't he the reason he's come back to Deadwood is to marry me <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody saw me staggering up the back steps with crate after crate of cats. As for Chain, he busied himself drinking the liquor provided for him and instructed me to release and feed the cats. Eventually it was over and we finally got settled down, in a manner of speaking. But in the morning, the swarm had to be fed all over again. Ah, it's uh, quite a job, isn't
1: it? It is a labor of love, my boy. <clears throat> Did uh, did Miss Margaret see you bringing our uh, friends in last evening?
2: No, no, she didn't. Uh, But what do you plan to do about selling
1: them now, crippled up the way you are? I have a plan, Kendall, a wee bit of a plan.
5: Chain love, it's Margaret with your breakfast. Can I come in? Oh, please do, darling. Well, did you sleep well? Oh! What goes on here? Get out! Get out! Oh, Margaret,
1: Margaret,
5: you've lost control of yourself. So this is the way you thank me, Jane Kerrigan. Well, you can get out, too. What? I'll not have this kind of a mess.
1: Go on! Oh, Margaret, Margaret, come to me, side love. I'll come to your side. I'll take an axe to you. But it's my business, love, selling cats. I told
5: you that when I was here before. Yes, yes, you told me. But I don't expect you to let him a place with him. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, possibly I could help in some manner. <laughs>
5: you can, Mr. Kendall. You can open the back door for Chain Kerrigan and his cat. G- Have you been told, last you're lovelier
1: than ever when you're shouting like that? Oh, get him out. Margaret, now would you be allowing $620 to walk out the back way? I don't care how much money
5: you... Uh,
1: what? <clears throat> How much did you say? 62 cats? Not counting the princess, of course. I could never sell her. She's my breeding stock. 62 cats at $10 apiece. That's $620. Now, Mr. Kendall, a man with that much money could support himself and a loved one for a good long time now, could he not? Why, yes. I suppose he could, Mr. Kerrigan. Uh, Margaret, sir, have you ever thought of marriage? A woman of your beauty and
5: accomplishments. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, I... Uh, Jane, Jane, you're proposing to me, ain't you? I knew that's why you'd come back.
1: (laughs) Now, when me leg heals and I'm able to get about and sell the cats, then I can make the plans closest to me heart.
5: (laughs) Oh, Jane, I got an idea. Oh, what is it, beauty? I'll sell the cats for you. No, no, you can't mean it. Now, how would you be doing that? Why, they'll buy. They'll buy or else. Who'll buy? My uh, my clientele. I have a certain power here in Deadwood, as you know, Chain, and they'll buy from me. Well, no, but if it, if it wasn't for me, Leg, I, I I wouldn't let you do oh, this. Oh, don't worry about your leg. By tomorrow, you'll have $620, and I'll have the preacher come by in the afternoon. Now, what do you say to that, Chain?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing at a time, Margaret, one thing at a time. Now, uh, uh, how would you be going about selling those cats?
2: that was the last I saw of Chain Kerrigan. I found a room for myself in town, lay on the bed for a moment, and... well, it was the next morning before I awoke. I rushed over to Maggie's place. Above her own sign, there was another one. It said, CAT SAIL, GET YOURS NOW. On the door of the saloon itself, there was another sign saying, CLOSED. I knocked, and Charlene, the girl I had first met at Maggie's, came to the door.
6: Oh, hello, Mr. Kendall. I'm sure glad to see you this morning. But you all better not come in.
2: What? Why? What happened?
6: Oh, come on. Let's walk down the street. It's about Mr. Kerrigan.
2: Mr... was he died or something? Worse.
6: He's lived.
2: Oh, oh well, then, <laughs> that's good. Oh, no,
6: it ain't. He didn't wait for the wedding and say goodbye to Maggie or nothing... Just got his wagon and lift.
2: What about his cats?
6: She sold them all last night. Gave him over $600. Why, you never seen so many men buying cats in <laughs> all your life.
2: How's she taking it? Oh,
6: all right. Every time she feels bad, she counts her money again. Her money? Sure. She sold those cats for $15 a piece. Made over $300 for herself.
2: What? <laughs> Why, that's marvelous. <laughs> Charlene. What? You come on with me. I'll buy you that drink I promised you.
6: Why, Mr. Kendall.
3: Frontier Gentlemen was produced and directed by Anthony Ellis. Tonight's script was written by Tom Handley and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Martha Wentworth, Charlotte Lawrence, Joseph Kearns, Barney Phillips, and Harry Bartell. Join us again next week for another report from The Frontier Gentlemen. Bud Sewell speaking.
0: Frontier gentleman dealing with the cat man. (laughs) What'd you think? It was fun, wasn't it? I like the fact that uh, Anthony Ellison, they did this on a a few of those shows from the, you know, mid to late 50s and 60s. Like in Gunsmoke, they did it a few times. They would take very humorous situations that you might see today and transplant them in the Old West. And, And why not? Why not? Certainly crazy things like that happen. So, it's fun that we're not all gunplay and and bank robbers and sometimes it's just nice to have fun. Is going to wrap things up for uh, Thursday, August the 5th. That's also going to wrap things up for the first week of August 2021. Glad you came along for the ride. I hope you enjoyed our selection today. We will be back on the weekend with an archive show. And, of course, next week we'll be back on Monday with a comedy, Tuesday a drama, Wednesday a mystery, and Thursday another Western since our episode of Frontier Gentlemen came to us from 1958, I thought we'd play a couple tunes from that year. Now we're getting into familiar territory, at least for this baby boomer. And there's a lot of songs that are really familiar, uh, but you still hear them played on oldies stations. And anytime you have oldies playing, yeah, they still play songs from the 50s, some of the classic. Uh, probably more from the 60s. And now when you look at the most of the mainstream oldie stations, they're playing stuff from the 80s and 90s because uh, that's the, I guess, the generation that has all the buying power right now. At any rate, we are going to go out with a couple of songs that if you were around in 1958, you will remember, but you probably haven't heard them in a real long time. The first one is from a singer named Jack Scott. And the second one is from Danny and the Juniors. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by. And I'm so glad you met me.
4: He is my true love The touch my true love of her hand My true love caught my true love my soul My true love and the kiss My true love from her lips My true love set my My true love aglow My true love and I know, my true love, from hell, my true love, from hell, my true love, above, my true love, came my, my, my true love. Darling, I love you. I'll always be true. And the Lord sent me you with love and devotion until. My true love or sending my true love. to stay. It will never die. It was meant to be that way. though I don't know why. I don't care what people say. Rock and roll is here to stay. We don't care what people say. Rock and roll. Never die die.